Hi there, you are listening to Save by the Spell, a DIY podcast featuring witchy tips, psychic insight, and advice about what's going on in the astro, sex, love, magic, and everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and you are listening to episode 18. Today's topic of discussion is a little heavy, and I just want to preface it with saying that. So if you are uh, in a place where you know, you can have some privacy or some downtime to really soak this up. That would be great. I wouldn't recommend listening to it before you have to go to a big function or into work. <laughs> so again, I'm talking about grief today. And I want to read to you this quote that it's interesting because I, you know, my dad passed last year, uh, suddenly from an accident and all of a sudden I got put into this role of planning that I never imagined that I would have to do, but I realized I was good at. And one of the tasks I had to undertake was organizing a funeral, something I've never done. And I did it with um, a couple of my uncles. And it was a very, uh, you know, intense and surreal. You kind of go into autopilot. Anyway, I had been looking up all of these quotes and things because you all of a sudden you realize you're going to have to speak because your siblings and nobody else is going to. And one of my uncles did speak as well as, um, a priest, which was really weird, but he came with the funeral home and they would not take no for an answer. Anyway, so here we go. In the presence of death, we stand awkward and ill at ease. For death is a well-known stranger whom we recognize, but do not wish to know. But death is not a thing in itself, but a stage in the journey of life through which all must pass. It may come swiftly and catch us unaware, or slowly with leaden feet. But death comes to all who live, and in doing so, heightens the understanding of the one we know. Rodney Murphy I do think that the last two years have been something very strange in particular about the unusually high amount of deaths and crossovers in my personal world. I know that death is something that's inevitable and it happens all the time, but I feel like it's been pretty, pretty intense and sudden, uh, for what I've noticed, I, whether it's been friends, family of friends, clients, people who've been like my soul family. And again, and as intensely as, you know, my dad and, um, just a couple of days ago, my teenage crush, I, I didn't really think out how intensely that Dennis passing would affect me. But then I, I realized that I had all these floods and memories come back and all these firsts that I remember that I did because of him all the first times, like I got in trouble with certain things or I explored new territory. I remember being a teenager and like him showing me this flyer for a rave and saying like, this is happening. And like, I knew it felt like something good or something was fluttering. It felt like freedom to me. And he introduced me to that freedom. So his passing also brought up other people, whether it's, you know, my dear friend's sister or my dad, or just even losing my clients, um, 
some, you know, Joan Rivers passed. I mean, like, these are, there have been a lot. So I really wanted to make an episode about how to deal with grief. Not that I'm a total expert on it, but I, I do think I have some experience. And I'm hearing a number of you ask, like, how do I deal with all the pain, the anger, and the sadness and frustration I'm feeling? Because grief doesn't, and death doesn't have to just hit you personally. There is so much pain and suffering happening in the world, and it's very overwhelming. You know, recent events particularly. Not just in Paris, but all over, and we're becoming aware. The world has become topsy-turvy, and the events are heavy. It makes this world a hard place to be in. So let me first acknowledge that your empathy to the pain and the suffering in the world at large, and this is not news. I've talked about this before. Humanity has been creating suffering for centuries. The difference is that we now have a means to get the information a lot quicker, and we see it right in front of our eyes. We are now on the front lines as bystanders to the horrors of the world. Like you're seeing it in real time. We attach to it because now it's real. It's live and it's not a handed down story. It's not a secondhand news told with kid gloves or the telephone game. I also mentioned in a previous episode about the return of the divine feminine and how fucking fitting it is that these energies are coming back into the frequency of this world and that there is this polarization of morality presenting itself making it really clear that balance is needed, intended, and it's happening. Humanity is taking a hard look at itself in the same way that it has tried for centuries to escape it. What do you do? How do you cope? How do you do something? Because there is so this backlash, futile feeling like, what's the point? Why do I bother? What can I do? I can't do anything. So I'm going to go back in my bubble because I can't deal with empathizing with so much pain or there's like this futile feeling because you feel like you can't make an immediate difference. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can, it might feel like it's small or insignificant, but the size of what you can offer does not matter. You, you can be kind. You can share your joy despite the world being sad. You can turn the ugly into something beautiful. You can create a positive force in this world and start a domino effect by spreading your hope, your forgiveness, laughter into your very present life. You continue to be grateful when you recognize love, beauty, and light in even the smallest and darkest of places because those little glimmers create sparks. I'm asking you to not get on the bait train to misery. You can acknowledge suffering. You can be aware that things are not fair or they downright suck at times. But be an active force for good as often as you can. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps to do it. And I'm not suggesting that you put on a phony positive outlook or put yourself in denial either. But active steps to keep the vibe and the morale up in the world are needed at this time. This is evolution. Healing can create havoc before it creates peace. I mean, don't you know that? I know you know that. 
The wounded, fucked up, broken parts are all needing to be illuminated so that we can see what deserves and needs our attention. It's hard to look sometimes, but I want you to do it. The sun just moved into Sagittarius and we're in Sag- Saturn and Sagittarius. There's all these things in Sag, right? I think Mercury just moved into Sag too. But every astrologer that you read, especially look up mysticmedusa.com, she has lots of great tips on this. And it's all about what she calls it radical candor. It's about being really honest. Stare it down. Stare down the parts of you that need to be looked at. And instead of falling into a feeling of hopelessness, blame, or shame, think about how you can change it. And we can't go on blaming everyone who came before us. Yes, yes, there are people that came before us and everyone fucked up and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of this blaming and shaming of people who came before us. Yes, there's been tyrants. Yes, we've had idiots for presidents. Yes, we've had... uh, people come to this land and, you know, the same people who are denying refugees are actually, you know, their fucking ancestors were refugees coming to this land. But you know what? Let's stop blaming them. Let's stop the blame game because all we're doing is creating havoc and more hatred and more anger and more polarization. So let's just stop. Let's look at what we can do to make a shift now. How do we change it? How do we leave the world in a better place? Because right now we're, we're leaving it like shit, if it's anything left at all. Because I'm, quite frankly, ready to go find another galaxy, <laughs> as I'm sure there are a few other people, if things don't change. Anyway, back to dealing with grief and how do we deal with grief? Our personal grief is unique and there's no magic that can honestly take it away from us. You can band-aid it. You can suppress it, but masking and subduing what we're experiencing for a later date is not going to help you. This is why it's important to give ourselves permission to process as we need to. There's no timetable for grief. It can take weeks, months, sometimes years. I think anyone or an, that has ever experienced this emotion on, you know, on some level knows what I'm talking about. And I think we all have suffered grief at some point. It doesn't mean just we suffer grief because someone passed away or a a pet or a family member or a friend, but also we suffer grief when we let our old selves die, meaning our old identities. And I think a lot of us are suffering some grief right now because these old ways of living, these old ideas of who we are, they're going. So what do you do? There's um, lots of ways to work with grief. You can try and create art, create something beautiful. Let yourself cry. Self-nurture. One of the most powerful images I ever saw was a photo of these um, Italian women, these widows. And they were throwing themselves on the casket. And they allowed themselves to be upset. We need to mourn, whether it's another or it's our own selves. We need to give ourselves permission to do that. A stone that I find that works really well, and it's one of my favorite stones for grief, is um, black obsidian. 
And why I, I love it is because it, it protects us from external dangers and also any internal harm. Um, and it, it can also like, ca- while it's doing that, it casually is like bringing up our own darkness and our pain and our woes so we can cry it out, acknowledge it and free it. It's actually doing its job when it does that. Remember with um, any crystal work that you're doing, if it's not a mineral, like you can run it under cold water. Um, when I say it's not a mineral, I mean like uh, selenite, you don't want to run under cold water because it will melt. But obsidian, you can run under cold water or you can smudge it with sage or put it out the full moon, which we have a full moon coming up this week. Uh, it's actually on the 25th. So, so, uh, if you want to put your stones out to get charged up with the full moon when, uh, on the 25th, which is Wednesday here in Los Angeles in the States, you, uh, you, you can do it that. So the other thing with grief is, um, grief counseling is major. Um, there is a grief house in Los Angeles that was majorly, um, helpful just even knowing it was there for me. Uh, there are groups and don't be embarrassed or afraid of your grief. I I now see the point of why people would wear all black when they were in mourning because there were days when, um, last year where I just like couldn't even talk to people, but I had to live, you know? And I just wish I could be in all black all the time, even though I am a lot, <laughs> my witch kind of wardrobe, but, um, I get it now. And, you know, the weirdest thing about grief is this, you know, not everybody knows how to respond to you. I had people downright stop talking to me and then tell me later they couldn't be there for me because they didn't know what to say. I'm going to tell you as a person who is going through grief and, um, Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Just say, I'm sorry. That's all. You don't have to have the right words. You don't have to have the, uh, you know, the expertise. Sometimes you can just show your condolences and that's, that's major. But I will say that death and dying and the separation of life and death are that very contrast feeling. It changes your life. So take a break from time to time from social media if you're feeling inundated with the atrocities of the world. And take the time to give yourself a minute to think about how you can shift the energies, even if you feel like it's a tiny little ripple. It's going to make a difference. Something else that... um I'd like to offer as a practice, which might be really helpful is if you are anywhere, like if you have like nature nearby or, you know, maybe make like a little medicine wheel. I always find that when I'm feeling upset, I like to kind of shift my energy by creating a medicine wheel out of found objects, uh, whether they're sticks and stones and leaves and you can make a circle and you divide that circle, make a, like a cross in the middle. Okay. So it's like compass, like, and each section represents a direction and then pray. Prayer is powerful. Ask for assistance with your grief. Ask for assistance with transmuting your grief into something that's uplifting and useful. 
I'd like to take a moment now to do a little meditation for peace. Through this meditation, we are going to utilize sound to help clear ourselves of any lower frequencies. I'm going to use the drum and the rattle. And I want you to just really allow yourself at this moment to be present. Do not do this meditation if you are driving. Really find a quiet place, a quiet spot, a comfortable position, seated position, or you can lie down. And this meditation is for peace, but not peace in the world in the immediate, as that can probably see a bit high to reach for right now, but peace within your being so that you can be a vessel for peace and initiate peace just being present in all of your surroundings so that when you walk into the room, you immediately bring the vibration to peace. So I want you to imagine tuning in to your own frequency and imagine it like a radio wave. I'm going to do a little drumming, like I said. This will shake out any ghosts or feelings of fear or unease. And it's going to ask you to release these things. And then we're going to call in peace and the frequency of peace with the sound of the rattle. So be seated, take a nice, strong inhale in through your nose and hold it in your lungs. And release, let go. And do that again. Inhale. Feeling your whole body just light up with healing energy. And as you exhale, relax and let go of any stress or any tension. And on this third inhale, we're going to ground and connect to the earth below and exhale, creating a beautiful golden force field around us, protecting us. Now, as I drum, I want you to imagine everything melting away.
Become aware of your body in this physical space. And now you are free from that which binds you in the place of fear. We're now going to call in the energy of peace to permeate your entire being so that you can be a vessel for it. And seal that feeling and that vibration in. Take a nice inhale and feel your body fill with peace. And exhale gently. Now we rattle to seal it in. Coming back gently into the room, into the space. Coming back to the present moment and remembering that you too can be a beacon of light and a change in the world. You can make a difference. The final thing I would like to leave you with for a tip or a tool is there is a uh, Siri Gayatri mantra and this is um, chanted for healing. A lot of these mantras are uh, in Gurmukhi, and this is a language, an ancient language. And it's practiced a lot by you see, Kundalini yogas and Sikhs. Uh, and they believe that mantra, and I, as I do too, mantra is very powerful in helping heal um, and a number of ailments. So the one that I would recommend during these challenging times is Rama Da Sa Sa Se So Hung. Ra is the sun, Ma is the moon, Da is the earth, and Sa is infinity. Se is the totality of infinity, and So Hung is I am thou. Rama Da Sa is the earth mantra, and Sa Se So Hung is the ether mantra. By chanting them, this awakens healing energy in yourself and in the world. I am going to include on um, the links here, like in the description on the Potomatic website, I'm going to include a link to the 3ho.org site, which has a full breakdown of um, what the mantra means. And also uh, it gives you some yoga poses like mudras and positions and suggestions. Also, I'm going to include, um, there's a musician, uh, Sanatam Kaur, and she has a beautiful uh, version that she sings. And even if you feel like you just want to hear it, uh, I'm going to leave the link up there so you can check that out too. That way you can listen to it, uh, just have it playing in the background. You'll, you might find you're singing along to it. Again, Rama Dasa Sase So Hung. Thank you guys for listening. I want you all to have a beautiful week. 
And I want you to remember to be those shining lights you are in the world. For more episodes of Save by the Spell, please visit SaveByTheSpell.com or download the Podomatic app for free online. You can access all the episodes there. You can stream them. You can share them. You can download them to your iTunes. If you like this podcast and would like to keep it going, it's through your generosity and the generosity of the listeners that I keep this podcast for free without advertisements and, you know, available for you guys. So if you like it, please visit um, the website. There is a donation button on the contact page. And that really just helps keep things going. Again, have a beautiful week and enjoy your full moon. Blessed be.